0: Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. To Breaking Butterfly, or if you're new here, a very special welcome. I am so grateful you guys are here. Today's episode is going to be a hotline episode. Uh, it's been so fun having the new um like hotline submissions form. Um, I just think that it's like so much easier and so much better. Like, we're just getting so many submissions and they're so much more vulnerable and open, and you guys have just really been like sharing everything. Um, and I fucking love it. I was like reading through all the submissions this morning, and I'm just like so excited to get to all of them. Uh, also like so today's topic that we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna be you know doing like kind of topics every once in a while, so we can keep things in the same category a little bit. So today's will be all around friends and friendships and friend breakups. Um, but there's so many other submissions in here that are like so good and. If I don't get to it right away, just know that like I'm reading it and I'm like, like energetically and like on a different timeline. I'm like answering you and hearing you, and um, I am most likely going to get to it. It might just take some time to get through all of them. But today we have quite a few submissions about friends and advice around friends and friend breakups and all the things. So. We are going to dive into that. And I have Ashley with me, of course, which I love having Ashley here. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, so we're gonna dive into that. Um, I'm also gonna be recording a Burning Man episode soon. So I know people are probably waiting to hear about Burning Man and my experience and all of the things because honestly, that experience was like batshit crazy. Like I can't even say like it was so amazing. Like it was the most incredible experience of my life. But when people ask me like how was Burning Man? Like amazing or incredible isn't even like the first word that comes to mind. The first word that comes to mind is like insanity or like madness because it was just so fucking crazy. Um so yeah, I'm sure everyone wants to hear about that and what it was like. And I've already been posting like some things on TikTok about it. So if you're curious, you can go over to my TikTok. Um, but yeah, I'll record like a whole Burning Man episode soon. I would do like a quick catch up right now, but I could literally talk about it for an hour. So we are going to do a separate episode on that and um, just do the, the hotline submissions today and talk about friends and friendships and all the things. Um because relationships really are one of, like, the biggest things that can affect your confidence and kind of, like, trigger insecurities and overthinking, and we've been, t- been talking a lot about, like, romantic relationships, but not as much friendships, so I'm excited to dive into it. How are you feeling, Ash? I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like this is going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, Let's just dive right in then. We'll dive into the first submission. So, all right, this entry says, okay, so I have been through four major friend breakups in my life. It's this annoying loop that I feel like I can't escape, and I feel like I may be repeating it now with my friends in Charlotte. I think the issue is communication. I feel like if I communicate the things that bother me that my friends do, they won't want to be my friend anymore because I'm not fun. And my friends don't really ever bring things to me that I'm doing wrong either so it's extra hard for me to bring things up that I feel annoyed with or offended by. They also talk about what a good friend is, so I feel extra pressure to be the perfect friend, which I have been told before I am a really good friend. I worry also that I'm just super sensitive. Like Sometimes I feel like things my friends do, typically like inconsiderate things or things I consider rude, like asking me to drop what I'm doing to console them or make them food at a festival, uh, means that they don't actually care about me. Um. Yeah, so I worry that I'm super sensitive Like sometimes I feel like things my friends do uh, Means they don't actually care about me I'm not sure if it's because they actually don't Or if they're actually selfish or if it's all in my head So yeah, I just want to prevent friend breakups Or even just know when it's time to move on And be okay with moving on My poor little heart can't take another messy friend breakup Damn <laughs> This is a good one.
1: Damn. That was a really good one.
0: Yeah. This is a really good submission. And I was telling Ash like before we like pressed record, I was like, damn, when I was like reading through some of the submissions um, this morning, it's like some of them I'm like, oh, I know exactly what to say. And then some of these, it's almost like – like I – I have guidance and I have wisdom regarding these topics and also they are more complicated or intricate, intricate, and especially when we get into relationships, it's not always like su- such cut and dry answers as some of my other answers might be. And some of these submissions are are harder to answer. Um, but I think where I want to start with this one is the this first little paragraph of the communication and being afraid to like tell people what you're offended by because you're afraid that they're not going to want to be friends with you and this I feel like so many people will resonate with and I feel that so many people um, yeah just like feel this as well of being afraid to like stand up for yourself because you don't want to be annoying or be too much or am I being too sensitive and The first thing I want to say is that, like, your friendships should be a safe space to voice yourself. Like, if you can't feel comfortable, like, communicating with your friends or they they make you feel – like, it might just be in your head, but also if you're with the right people, I don't think you would be in your head about it. And, like, you should – you shouldn't be with people that make you feel like you're crazy. Or you're too sensitive Um, because if you're sharing something that's bothering you and, like, they don't want to hear it or they don't want to be friends with you anymore, I mean, like, that means they wouldn't care about you, right? Not necessarily them, like, doing some other – like, you know, she was talking about, um, like, if her friends do inconsiderate things, she feels like they don't care about her I don't think that means they don't care about you. I think that if they're not willing to listen to what bothers you, that means not – th- not that they don't care about you, but they don't care about you. It just sounds really harsh,
1: but you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I think, too, there is an element of just like when – and I I can speak from experience on this end of just – when we get so in our heads about others and kind of pleasing others and what are others going to think if i x y and z we start to put up this um defensive wall so then when we do get in situations where it's like hey i really didn't appreciate the way that you said this to me it made me feel like this those types of comments can come off as defensive which makes it seem like the other person's being attacked Mm -hmm. and that's where you may get some pushback from other people because we're it's hard for everyone to remember like you're still learning I'm still learning Mm -hmm. right and nobody is going to take any sort of critique lightly and I think that's something to keep in mind when bringing anything up to your friends that's concerning of just like how would I want somebody to bring this up to me Right. I wouldn't want somebody to be really upset with me, like maybe just sit down calmly over coffee, like setting that scene to talk about things and setting that tone, I think is so, so important when communicating heavier things.
0: Totally. And it's like if you go into that situation, that situation or scenario already with like the energy or kind of like preconception that they're going to be like annoyed or upset with you or not want to be with your friend, you're almost like kind of manifesting it in a sense. And this is why I always talk with my clients about saying thank you instead of sorry. So like if you're late for something, instead of saying like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I'm late. I'm so sorry I'm late. Saying like, thank you so much for your patience with me. Thank you so much for understanding um, that I was like running late this morning. Because when you say thank you and you approach the situation of like, you have no reason to be upset with me. I'm thanking you for being understanding. Like, you're pretty much like telling them to be understanding, right? So I think like in the way that you word things, it's so, so important of just like – like you should be able to tell them anything, right? Like you should be able to tell them exactly how you feel and not be afraid that they're going to be upset with you and but if you're going into the situation being like oh my god they're going to be so upset with me they're going to be so annoyed that I'm bringing this up like they probably will be because you're bringing that like underlying energy into the situation so it's almost like you just have to like hold your power when you're doing those things yeah and just think about how would i want to be talked to about this and yeah like handle it like in your power um and also I think the hardest thing with relationships, I feel like my advice is is like the same for like all relationship problems. And I think maybe that's why it's hard for me to answer it sometimes is because my mindset about friendships and relationships is just like, if okay, if it's not a perfect fit, then just let them go. Like I've never even really had a friend breakup ever. I don't think I've ever had a friend breakup in my life. I just have friendships like fizzle out and I don't, I don't like overthink it or think about it too much. It's just like, wow, I don't feel that good when I'm around this person. And I just like slowly start hanging out with them less and start hanging out with other people. And it just kind of happens naturally, right? It doesn't have to be this like, we're attached to each other. This label means that we're like devoted to each other because we're friends. And then we have to like break up if we're not friends anymore. It's just like no, these are my people that I'm giving my energy to and exchanging energy with right now. And then if it's not feeling good or if they don't want to um like listen to your communications or if they don't think you are a good friend even though you are being a good friend, then like it's just not a good fit and just let them go. And I just believe that like I did a um I think I did an episode on this called like how to stop overthinking in relationships and the whole concept was just like Pure acceptance of like what's meant to be yours will always be yours. So th- there's like nothing to fear, right? Um, like, why fear a friend breakup? There's nothing bad about a friend breakup. It's just we're done spending time together. And then you find other people spend time together. And it's exactly what it's supposed to be. I think we put too much pressure on these like labels that we have. And it's like, well, I have to be there because they're my friend. I have to support them because they're my friend. And like, I don't know. It, you don't You don't have to. I mean, of course, you sh- should support your friends. That's not what I mean. But do you get what I'm saying? It's like we almost feel obligated to do things because we have this label when I think really we should be a little bit more um, just like conscious in the moment of just like who we want to exchange energy
1: with. totally yeah and it's like important to remind yourself if you really look back at your life like friends are never forever like you can maintain a relationship for your whole life Mm -hmm. but it's gonna come in waves and there's gonna be people that you're friends with for a few years and then don't never see again and that's like completely normal with like you were saying Maddie like your growth like you have to put yourself first and if people don't align with the direction you're going it's it's they weren't meant to be on that journey with you then yeah that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately actually is like this
0: this weird thing that we have around like success in relationships meaning um, longevity like I don't think a successful relationship means longevity and like we put so much weight on that of like oh my god they've been together for so long like that's so amazing like that's what I want like that's like their goals like their goals they've been together so long and like yes it is so beautiful when, when people can make it work for a long time but that also doesn't mean that it's successful right like if you have a friend breakup that doesn't mean it's a failed relationship it could actually be a like an en- a relationship ending can actually be a successful relationship because you never know if these friends that have been friends for 20 years or these, you know, this couple that's been together for 20 plus years, whatever, like you never know. They might be super unhappy. They might be, you know, not fulfilling other parts of their lives. They might be like really stunting each other's growth. And so – the successful – like, their relationship being successful would actually be separating. But we put this weird, like, trophy on
1: longevity. I think it's super strange, actually. I agree. I I agree, too, because it is hard for me to even picture, like – like, the idea of forever with anything is just so inevitably wrong that it's, like, you have to – always have like that leave that door open of like things will come and go and we tell that to ourselves a lot but I think it's um when you say that to yourself make sure it's not empty words and make sure you're really like taking that in like people will come and they will go
0: exactly and I really think any any problem in relationships can be solved just by believing like I said at like what's meant to be mine will always be mine people come and go, like there's always better, there's always more. Because if you believe that there's like better friends out there or there's more friends out there, then yeah, like why are you trying so hard to prevent friend breakups if you know that the world is literally filled with almost 8 billion people, like there's so many friends to be made. And I feel like I've really experienced that over these past like, you know – What is that? Almost like five months now that I've been on my own and just like traveling. I really felt like I would never find friends like I did before. And I haven't. I haven't found friends like I had before because those friends were like special and that was a unique experience. But I've found different types of relationships and different connections and they're different, but they're just as amazing if you can allow them to be. Um, just as amazing. So yeah, I think that like number one, if you don't feel comfortable communicating with your friends, then they probably shouldn't be friends in the first place. And number two, like just approach communicating things in in the right way and in like a really positive energy. And I think you'll find like so much success. Um, and then the second paragraph just about – like, worrying that, you know, you're just super sensitive. Um, She said, I worry also that I'm just super sensitive. Like, sometimes I feel like things my friends do um, means they don't actually care about me. I'm not sure if it's because they actually don't or if they're actually selfish or if it's all in my head. This is one of those, like, there's not a cut and dry answer because we're not – you know, you can't ever – even if you're with – even if I was with you and your friends for like days at a time. Like I still don't know your guys's relationship and your history and like who you are. Um so it could be all of these. Like to be really really real, you could be being way too sensitive or they could not actually care about you or they could just be really selfish and they do care about you. But I think it's more of the question of like I would be curious to hear from this person if it's just with these friends that they felt this way or if it's with all different friend groups that they felt this way. Because if you feel this way with all of your friends, then, like, in the kindest way possible, it's probably you, right? And, like, there's some work to be done there around your shadows and your insecurities and – um you know, yeah, maybe maybe looking into like that sensitivity a little bit and seeing how you can like shift your thoughts and perspectives um, to have healthier relationships. But if it's just with these friends, again, it doesn't really matter if they're selfish and they do care about you or if they're not selfish and they don't care about you. If you don't feel good in it, then you don't feel good in it. And like you should feel good wherever you are.
1: totally yeah yeah i think also like this is something that i've recently learned and it's hard to remember but we all express love and care in like completely different ways yeah. i've come to learn that me showing love and care might feel like i actually hate you and it's not because i hate you it's just because i have trouble uh, putting those emotions into ways that other people may- might be able to comprehend. Oh, and really? it sounds like, like this person does a lot for their friends and that's probably how their friends are feeling the love from them of like, oh, the uh, you know, this person is always like willing to just kind of take care of me. Like she's the rave mom or whatever. And that's how they see love from your end and maybe it's taking a step back and looking to see the little things that they do, if if at all, you know, to kind of see, do they really care? Like, how are they showing love and how are they showing care to you? And is it different from the way that I share it with them? Because yeah. that could just be a really big like miscommunication with yourself of like, I am being sensitive because I'm totally ignoring everything else that they're doing for yeah. me. That is
0: such a good point. This is like the whole conversation of love languages. It's like I always share the story about like my dad and his love languages because like my love language is like words of affirmation, right? And my dad is like the least like mushy, gushy, sensitive type of person. Um, Like not now, like he is very communicative and like tells me he loves me and everything like that. But growing up, his love language in the way that he gave love was always acts of service. So it was always like vacuuming my room or like making my bed, doing my laundry, like making me breakfast. And like there was times where I just wanted him to like sit me down and just like tell me how much he loved me. But he didn't do it in that way. He did it by showing up for every single soccer game, showing up for every single dance recital, like helping us, you know, clean the house. And like he was just so much more about action. Um, And I didn't do shit. I hated doing like anything. Like he would ask me to vacuum and I would be like, absolutely not. So then there was a barrier too of like, wow, you know, does my daughter not love me because she's not willing to like do any of her chores or like help with breakfast but i would always like you know for birthdays or christmas i would always write these like long letters about like how much i loved him so it was just this like weird barrier where like it's not that neither of us felt unloved majorly i have such a healthy relationship with my dad but it's just one really like clear example of like just just how different our love languages were we were both giving so much love to each other and we might have not always felt it because it was just it looked so different so yeah maybe you know gaining that bigger perspective of like you know how do how do I give love and are they actually receiving that how do they give love am I actually receiving that um yeah yeah and, and just – I think the love language thing changes everything in relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to say here, like, before we move on to the next submission, in the most, like – I say this in the most, like, loving, 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 sense, like, most sensitive way possible. Um, wh- like, whoever submitted this, I think there may be just a level of, like, just overthinking in general about it all, right? Sometimes we can just overthink a lot to like try to protect ourselves because you have had these messy friend breakups and like it does hurt. And um so you don't want it to happen again. And so our brain goes into overdrive analyzing fucking everything. Um, and I think you'll actually find more success if you just – I know this is like easier said than done, but just kind of just stop thinking about it in general and just let things – yeah, just let things play out. Like, don't think about their actions as much. Don't think about, like, what they're thinking. Just focus – instead of focusing on, like, trying to prevent the friend breakup, focus on, like, having fun and, like, being a friend and creating fun activities. Like, instead of just, like, hanging out with your friends and and analyzing everything, plan, like, a picnic for all of you or plan, like, a really fun time – like, date or plan, like, Um, Like, a girl sleepover and do maybe, like, you know, just some fun, like, little activities and things and just focus more on just, like, having fun and spending time with the people that you're with and just not thinking about it and just doing things, Um, you know, instead of just, you know, letting yourself, like, sink into, like, that worry, you know. So, yeah. In the kindest way. You're not too sensitive at all and it's completely – I completely validate how you're feeling and it's totally fair for you to feel all these ways and also I think there is a level of like, fuck it. I'm just going to stop – I'm just going to stop thinking about it and just like live my life and just like enjoy my life. Yeah. Does that come ac- come across good? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, I, that makes yeah. complete
0: sense. Um. Yeah. And when, if it's time to move on, it's, it's time to move on and you'll always find new people. She also said at the end, like, how can you be okay with moving on? You just, you trust that there is like better for you. You trust that there's different friends, different people. um, And there are, trust me, trust me, trust me. I have experienced that firsthand. Okay. Let's move to the next submission. So this one says, um, Okay. I had a best friend take her own life a few years ago, and I felt that after that event, I wasn't able to talk to or connect to any of my old friends the same. I felt anytime we tried to meet up or do anything, we had a dark cloud, and she would always come up in conversation, leaving me sad and empty when I went home. On the reverse, I'm also afraid to meet new friends, fearful they may also self-harm, or that they will feel I'm comparing or trying to just replace the friend I lost – I've always been a social person, but since the loss of my best friend, I've become somewhat of a recluse, fearing every social event I have to attend. Advice on getting out there or reconnecting with old friends. Another good one. Mm. Yeah. Another good yeah. one. Um, first off, I am, like, so sorry to hear about your loss. I actually can't even imagine. Um and I like I feel like I have to put out the disclaimer that like I I haven't lost anyone in my life yet. So I try to like relate and speak to these events and these emotions the best that I can. But I also can't fully understand like what someone is going through with something like this. I don't know. Have you ever lost like a friend or someone close like that?
1: Yeah, I have actually three in the past 2 oh years. God. And um it is it is quite the experience and like disclaimer. Um what whatever we say here, like take take what resonates, leave what doesn't, but I do this is a very like like you're going through trauma right now. Like this is a lot of heavy deep trauma that I do highly recommend Finding that safe container mm-hmm. with a third party that you can talk to, not necessarily talk therapy. There's a ton of different, like, Magalities. alternative healing and therapy routes that can offer that. But I definitely believe that the first step to being able to feel even remotely comfortable of stepping out there and getting back into, um, New friendships as well as maintaining those old ones is going to be just working through all the things that you've gone through because I think it's, it's easy to forget that what has happened to your friend also takes a huge mm-hmm. toll on every aspect yeah. in your life and being able to acknowledge that and, and acknowledge that you maybe can't do it alone is like the first step to being able Mm -hmm. to do it alone.
0: Yeah, 1,000%. And like, yeah, I think so much of it is like, yes, this is a friend conversation, but it's also, yeah, just taking care of yourself. Um, Because if you are still going through that trauma and you have unprocessed emotions, of course it's going to be hard to like connect with other people because it's almost like your body's telling you to connect with yourself, right? And that's like one of the first things that came to mind when I was reading this was like, well, maybe it's just not time to like find your new BFF. Uh, maybe it's not time to reconnect with old friends. Um, maybe like it's time to just re- reconnect with yourself or reconnect with your family or just reconnect with like passions or things that are going to be like very, very healing for you and your journey. And maybe friends just like aren't that right now because I think that like once you're ready, it will happen almost pretty naturally if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like I almost feel like a part of it is your body just being like, you know, it's okay to just not have any of those connections right now. And there's been times in my life where of course I always have like I have, like, my friends and people that I can reach out to, but there's times in my life where I don't have, like, best friends that I hang out with, and then there's times when I have tons of friends that I have, like, too many plans, and it's just kind of, like, the waves of life, and I feel like sometimes relationships, we need to let them happen more, like, naturally and organically. Um, yeah, naturally and organically, um, but a- another thing that came to me while I was reading this was like – I think a big thing that can block you is is kind of like the comparison of I, I feel like just trying to put myself in that place. Like if I lost a friend and I was trying to make new connections, I feel like what would really, really hurt me is trying to like – I would feel like I would subconsciously compare every new relationship to the old one. And it would just make me miss that person more and like prevent me from healing because I would constantly, you know, like if I tried to talk to somebody or connect with old friends, I feel like I would feel like I'm not able to connect with them because it doesn't feel like the same connection that I had with my friend, if that makes sense. So then if it doesn't feel the same, then you're almost feeling like, oh, well, I'm not connecting with this person even though you are, it's just in a very, very different way. So I think, like, advice that I would give here is, like, just completely letting go of, like, the expectation of finding friends that feel even remotely close to the friend that you lost. And that can be seen as, like, a sad thing, but it can also be seen as, like, a very beautiful thing as, like, yeah, no one will ever replace that friend. And it's – is sad and feels unfair that like you didn't get as much time with that friend but also like that's just a part of your journey and like the circle of life and I think finding acceptance in that um can help you create these new connections right because if you're expecting the new connections to be just like similar you're always going to be let down
1: pretty much Totally, totally. And kind of like you said, Maddie, just like shifting the idea, like obviously easier said than done because this is a very, very sad event and like my heart goes out to whoever submitted this. But in, in kind of shifting that sadness into more of a celebration yeah. of like, I did get to spend t- this much time with that person and I did get to you know have this amazing friendship and that was fucking awesome and like I'm going to celebrate that by you know trying to make my future relationships mm-hmm. even better than I felt this one was and but like you said allowing that to come naturally and not trying to force mm-hmm. that Um, because it like it will come but um it definitely will come with how you how you choose to put it on the table, right? If you're going to enter a new friendship with this comparison and expectations and this sadness, it's manifesting comparison, expectations, and sadness versus, you know, like taking the relationship that you had, celebrating that and using that celebration to move Mm -hmm. forward, I think can just play a huge, huge... um, part in moving forward from mm-hmm. these emotions. Totally.
0: And also recognizing again that like it, like it's okay to have these emotions. Like she was saying, you know, yeah, like she feels no. anytime we try to meet up or do anything, we have a dark cloud and she always comes up in conversation, leaving me sad and empty when I went home. Like in a sense, it's like, yes, you will get to a point where you heal from that and you feel full again. But maybe right now in your life, it is just like you're still feeling the feelings of what happened and you don't have to feel wrong for that or feel like, yeah, feel like there's something wrong about going home and feeling, you know, sad and empty. Maybe you are just supposed to feel that because that's a part of the human experience. And it's kind of like the Buddhist saying of like, you know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. It's like – Maybe the pain is just supposed to be there, but the suffering by like analyzing it and feeling like you shouldn't be feeling the pain, um, it almost just makes it – it almost just makes it worse, right? Because then you're like on top of the pain, you're feeling all these other emotions because of what you think you should be feeling or – it's all expectations. I feel like relationships are all about expectations of like just, yeah, expecting people to act a certain way. Expecting people to feel a certain way, expecting yourself to feel a certain way, and we just can't expect anything. Um, And then, you know, touching on the other part of just like, you know, feeling afraid to meet new friends and fear that like you might lose them as well, It's it goes back to what we were saying with that first submission of just realizing that like people do truly come and go. And, like, the only person that you really, really have is yourself. And then we get to experience relationships with other people. We get to experience life with other people. But nothing is permanent. And once you can, like, really sink into that and just really, you know, like Ash was saying of, like, not just say those words but really feel into, like, people come and people go – Like, you can find so much peace because you're not – you're not, like, attached to anything. You're just letting things happen as they should, feeling emotions when you should, and then letting go when you need to. Um, Because, yeah, life and relationship isn't always supposed to be just sparkles and butterflies. It's supposed to be a journey and feeling emotions and learning about others and learning about yourself and, like, just working as a team to create these, like, safe spaces where we can, like, experience together. Yeah. Um, But last thing I'll say about this one is she also said just at the end, you know, advice on just getting back out there and reconnecting with friends. I mean, I would say, like, yeah, maybe you need like a whole change of scenery. Maybe you need just completely new people of like, you know, traveling to like a new city and going out to coffee shops by yourself or getting on Bumble BFF or finding girls on Instagram. Um, Maybe if like things aren't – like if it's not feeling supportive to reconnect with your old friends, I'm not saying don't be friends with them, but maybe the universe is like pushing you. If it feels good – the universe might be pushing you to say, like, this isn't feeling good right now. Like, go elsewhere. Like, maybe, you know, your connections are in a different city or a different state or a different country or there's just so many people out there and things to experience. Um, My advice for, like, getting back out there would be, like, if you do feel like it's your time and it's right to get back out there, you don't have to. Right, let it happen organically. But if you're like, okay, hey, I want to get back out there, get on Bumble BFF, like go on Instagram, and you know, look up your city, look up your location, find events in your area, go to coffee shops, go to like places that are, you know, within your interests, um, with like again, no
1: expectations, and just see what happens. How else? Or literally join one of Maddie's discords. There are so many beautiful, supportive women in there that would love to create connections. I think that's a really great safe space to start.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Ashley.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's actually so fun. Like (laughs) so
0: many of my clients – like if you listen to this podcast and you vibe with me, chances are you're going to vibe with like anyone else in my community because we're all on the same vibe – So if you can like join a retreat or a program or just like a discord community, like I, yeah, I have multiple discord communities for my programs and then for Breaking Butterfly and all of the girls that are in my space, they end up being such good friends. I see them all the time. They'll like send me like two of my clients that maybe weren't even in the same program Will like do an Instagram live together, or they'll like actually meet up in person and like send me a selfie of them together. And oh my God, it's like so, it's like one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. Yeah. So cool. I only have internet friends, mm-hmm. actually. I feel like I have like Same. two.
1: <laughs>
0: All my yeah, friends I have, live like in different two states. in real life <laughs> friends. Um, And I even do like free masterclasses and stuff like that. Like hop on a Zoom call with us. You know, there's usually if I do a free masterclass, there's like at least 50 women on there. All of them end up being like friends or connecting in some way. Yeah, there's like so many opportunities. Beautiful. All right. We have one more that I want to talk about. And this submission says – Hi, Maddie. I moved to Cancun, Mexico, already nine months ago to live with my boyfriend who I met here. Um, I still didn't make any friends here. First, I still don't speak Spanish well enough to become friends with the locals. And second, the people I meet are mostly party tourists. Uh, I really don't know how to connect with people who especially share my interests. I'm not working yet, so I'm all alone all day, and my boyfriend is the only person I talk to. Or when I call my family home in Europe, or, or when I call my family home in Europe. Kind of depressing having no friends here and back there. Would love to hear some tips on how to upgrade my life in this way. Lots of love. Yeah. So mm. I kind of already shared some of my ideas of Mm-mm-mm. finding friends, but I'm curious. Are there any other unique things that you do
1: to find friends? Oh, well... I mean, kind of like we said, most of my friends are from the internet, and the friends that I've made here in Bellingham in college, because I never lived in the dorms, so I was kind of secluded, too. Um, I met them all through (laughs) dating people on Tinder and making friends with their friends, but um, the first thing that came to mind was my grandpa. My grandpa lives in Vancouver, Canada, and it's a big city. And I swear to God, this man yeah. knows everyone, like literally everyone. We go to a random store and he's like, oh, hey, like blah, blah, blah. They're like, how's your health? I'm like, how do they know about your health? But um, I, it, it is tough to, I think, make, you know, have that initial like friendship. But like the first thing that came to mind is my grandpa goes to the mm-hmm. same places every week. He goes to the same places. He talks to the same people um there's regulars at those same places that he runs into when he goes to those places and um i that i think that's what's created a lot of his connections because then he sees them at the grocery store and you know and it's it's kind of the little things of just like you know when you're at the grocery store at the market checking out and maybe you don't speak spanish which Duolingo, Babbel, great language yeah. apps. I'm obsessed with them. Um, but just kind of like, you know, just saying hi. Just say hi to the same person and so they start to know your face and I'm sure natural conversation will spark from there. Like Maddie can probably speak on this better than I can cuz I've lived yeah. in the same place for 5 years, but that's just kind of like how I would think off the top of my head of just like super casual like hey how are you now you know my face the next time, hey, the weather's super great today, and just kind of like building from those small and regular totally. interactions. yeah, like I didn't
0: live in Cancun, but I lived in Tulum, which is like pretty close. It's like maybe an hour and a half away. So I'm sure it's different vibe, but it was kind of similar, right? Where everyone was either a tourist there or on vacation or a nomad um or everyone was uh, a local, right. So yeah, the first thing I would say is like, yeah, learn – I've been doing like Duolingo stuff, like learn Spanish. It might be kind of a fun game and I actually kind of – yeah, I kind of had fun making friends with some of the locals. (laughs) Um, In Tulum, a lot of them do speak English and I'm sure in Cancun, a lot of them speak English as well. They kind of have to, to like deal with tourism and stuff like that. Um, But I kind of had fun with it because there was even one guy that was like asking me on a date. And I didn't speak a lick of Spanish, and he didn't speak a lick of English. And we would literally sit there on Google Translate on our phone, and I would write something and hand it to him, and he would read it. And then he would write something, hand it to me, I would read it. And we would literally just hand the phone back and forth. And that's how we would, like, communicate. And it was honestly, like, kind of fun to not be able to, like, speak to each other. And then we would, like, kind of try to, like, communicate. So he would, like, speak Spanish to me, and I would, like, try to, like, decipher it. I'd be like, I have no idea what he's saying. I would like try to speak English. And it was just kind of fun. So I bet you could kind of make a fun game out of it if you do want to create connections with locals and like use it as a way to learn Spanish. Um, but then like the other things that come to mind. So when I – speaking back to – I went off on a tangent about learning Spanish. But going back to what Ashley was saying of like going to the same places. And that's what I would do in Tulum. I would go to like – kind Of the same restaurants or coffee shops or co working spots, and I would go there just time and time again. And yeah, after a while, you're gonna see some of like the same people. And once you see them like two or three times, it's like way more organic and natural to like say something and just be like, Hey, like I see you here all the time. Like, do you live here? Do you, you know this, this, and that? And a lot of the times, the people that I met, um, you know, they would be tourists, but. I'm honestly okay with that because then I make so many different friends, right? And we stay connected on Instagram or we have, like, Zoom call catch-ups and, like, maybe we are both in different countries after we met in Tulum, um, but it still gives me, like, the friends and the support that I need and, like, I don't feel lonely and then, like, it's, you know, I'm not just talking to one person all day every day. Um, It's, like, kind of fun to be able to hop on Zoom calls and connect and maybe meet each other in a different place in a different country, or maybe they're going to come back to Cancun. Um, and yeah, it's just been like really, really fun for me to meet so many people in that way. Um, and I, yeah, I don't honestly think it's wrong to have like, you know, meet people that are tourists because, um, like you can still make amazing connections with those people. Um, yeah. And like my other advice again would be like dating apps of like Hinge or Tinder or Bumble and Bumble BFF, you would actually be surprised at like how many people there are that are also looking for friends. Um, and I actually met one of my best friends in Tulum because I matched with this guy on Hinge and then we followed each other on Instagram and then he posted a story with this girl And then I went to her profile and I followed her and I was like, oh my God, she's so cute. And then she followed me back and then she's like, we should meet up. And then we met. And then now she's like one of my best friends that like I talk to pretty frequently. And it was – not I didn't even match with like a girl on a dating app. I met with – I matched with this guy and then it led me to her. So if you just stay really open and like, you know, just kind of follow the breadcrumbs from the universe and follow your urges, like if you feel – curious about hinge or you feel curious about a coffee shop like just follow those curiosities and stay super open um i think that with this scenario if you if you hold it in the right way and have like a really positive mindset about it you could actually make this like really really fun um and meet so many different people
1: Totally I this just popped up. I don't know exactly on the map where Cancun is, but this is just a little Ashley tip if you want to like have the best life ever. Mm. definitely try and go surfing. try and get into like a surf lesson. They do group lessons. you'll meet people through there. Um, but I was just thinking like if you're looking for um more local interactions, yeah, kind mm. of get to know the culture and like totally. what do they do? Do they have like certain, you know, ceremonies or uh clubs on the beach or do what do they do and just kind of like get involved cuz most of the time they're not going to be like, "Oh my gosh, what is this person doing here?" Like they're going to be inviting and you'll meet people through that way and I know it's so scary totally. to be like, "Okay, I'm a new person that's going to try and step into this community that's already established, but um I'm sure they're going to welcome you with open arms and it's just kind of taking that step of like, okay, I'm just going to go yeah. for 20 minutes and see what happens yeah. and I'm sure you'll 1,000%. end up staying the whole time. That's such good advice. I feel like Cancun is
0: like – I feel like it's pretty close to the ocean. I'm like trying to think where it is geographically too. But surfing or like any other act- – I just think Mexico yeah. Yeah, and Yeah, I know, beach. right? I'm yeah. sure Cancun has the beach. Like but any activity literally any activity that is going on or that they're doing sometimes you just really do have to like put yourself out there and yeah it can be fucking scary but but if you make it fun and just like be open to it I think a lot about like when it comes to building friendships is just being open right when you're in friendships it's about like no expectations and acceptance and just like trusting that people come and go and when it comes to making friends it's about like being open following your curiosities and again like not having expectations um and just thinking less about it I think that we we get so hurt in our relationships that we just go into this overprotective mode when really we just need to focus on like love and light and passion and just like creating a bomb life and having fun and then the connections almost just come to you organically
1: yeah i think i think with this episode all being said like want and expect less and just receive more one thousand percent
0: yay i love that Well, that is all the submissions I think we have time for today. Like I said, I have so many. So if I haven't answered yours yet, it will be coming and I'll probably be answering at least one on the next couple episodes. Um, But I love these submissions so much, you guys. Thank you so much for writing in and being like vulnerable and honest and transparent and just like sharing fucking everything. Um, It's so fun to be able to like connect in this way. Um, and also to be able to, like, share these things I think is so, like, powerful and helpful of, like, even if me and Ash weren't, like, talking about it and, like, giving advice and sharing our perspectives, it would still be helpful to others to just hear these stories because then you don't feel so alone or don't feel so crazy, you know? Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys are loving these hotline episodes. And I feel like there's so many good good nuggets in this one. So I hope you guys loved it. And uh, I hope you guys have the most beautiful week this week. And we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. And a review. If you do leave a review to show my appreciation, please screenshot it and send it to maddie at maddiemaple.com and we will send you over my complete collection of resources for your evolution. This is filled with PDFs and ebooks, all of my free masterclasses and a bunch of other resources to help you become your highest and most confident self. Also, to help further along your journey, don't forget to join our Breaking Butterfly community on discord the link is in the show notes and so is the Breaking Butterfly hotline phone number remember to call in ask your juiciest questions ask for advice and I will be supporting you guys on air on the Breaking Butterfly podcast thank you guys so much for being here with me week after week and I will catch up with you guys in the next episode bye